Oiga, disculpe, ¿esta es una laica? I got the coffee and the chocolate beer today. But hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Like a Street Photography Collective. I'm Ricky, and today's group chat guests are Tony Diaz, Don Stevie, Marcus Valderrama, and we are waiting for one more person. If more people join, we will have them introduce themselves. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining. And I want to thank Tony for kind of putting this last minute group chat idea in my head. And yeah, we're here now. So thanks for that. No, thank, thank you for hosting. It's, yeah, I'm, like I said, I, 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 I love these conversations. Yeah. Learn so much from everybody else and how they use their cameras. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, Marcus, go ahead, introduce yourself for these fine photographers that haven't met you yet. Yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Marcus. I am based in San Francisco, California. I've been shooting with a Leica for two years now, so I guess fairly new to Leica, but been shooting street photography for maybe like four or five years and, you know, a bunch of different other styles of photography before that. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I shared the, me, I, I shared this on the podcast I did with Rick, but me and Lee Friedlander actually have the same birthday. That's like my fun fact for <laughs> other fun for other photographers. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. haven't got around to uploading the episode me and you recorded, but it's coming. I think it's in three weeks. Um, Tony Diaz's is in two. Next week, Sheila Prebrights will come out. And that just goes to show you guys like how many episodes I'm behind when I record these things, right? Yeah. I'm just recording them. Uh, but yeah, uh, what's on your mind? We're still waiting for Diego, and we're just kind of talking bullshit. Anybody going yeah. today? Yeah, I'm, I'm already. It's, it's a beautiful day here in London, um, which is a rarity, right? Because we we, we definitely have all the uh, the nonsense what comes up in the North Atlantic. I'm just chatting Diego. He's having problems. He says he's asking for an ID. It should just ask. Uh, uh, he yeah, off, off out today. Uh, oh, so a nice day in London uh, means you got the itch. Too. Don Stevie's ready to go. He's like, let's just finish recording this so I can go <laughs> take those shots. I'm ready to go. How do I turn my camera around? This is my, uh, yep. See? Ooh, my weapon today. Um... So I'm going to use my 25. I love my 25. It's it's, it's close. It's it's for the close up work, really. Um, and and I've just got my 35 uh, on on the, the the V1 mono. And if you look out the window, I mean, I'm 25 minutes from Piccadilly. I, I'm I'm lucky that I uh, live opposite the park and the river. But yeah, you can just see the sun's coming up, and uh, I should clean my windows. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful day. So. Um, uh, I like how I change that round, but yeah. So out shooting. Can you smell the coffee yet, Don Stevie? Because that's how close he gets with that twenty-five. It looks a little far. There. Oh, he's double fisting. Here, let me get. <laughs> I got this one for you. Guys. I, I normally have my uh, my machine has the kind of like the murder detective machine. You know the one where they just it just grinds the coffee and then it just goes into a big. Um, kind of wastegate full of coffee. Um, but, but that, I ran out of coffee beans today, so I've just been stacking the coffees. Cause <laughs> no Nespresso machines? 
No, I don't. I don't have um, what's his name, gorgeous George, uh, in here wandering around making me coffee, like in the adverts. Um, don't you have a personal name or ID for the podcast? Da, 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 da. Diego is having technical issues. I think is how you say it. Um, <clears throat> uh, did anybody else get any issues when they lo- used the link? No, it worked. No, uh, no. no, Diego. Look, just, it's just Diego. I mean, he is very new. He's younger than all of us put together. But I think he's just very new to this kind of thing. So, so he, he may just uh, be having a few difficulties. No worries. Um, no, you, you know, no. The first time, you know, the first time I I I, uh, I logged into, I, I didn't know how to, but it. I guess if you just follow the link, it should it, uh, it should work. But last time, remember, I was asking yeah. you to like look for the passcode and stuff, so it was a little confusing at first. But then I figured. Sorry. So, uh, Don Stevie, are you going to try to see? Because they're probably having a few protests over by the embassy, the Russian embassy. I've seen some social media people over there already shooting some. Uh, is that in your yeah? We've got um destination today. So, so yeah, there's a couple of um. I mean, I'm not, as I say, I'm not a social documentary photographer. I, I just see street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you know, I make the distinction on the basis that street photography is just because I can and I want to and I like something and I'll take its picture. Whereas social documentary tends to have a sort of a, a noble journalistic intention, right? I, 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 I have no noble journalistic intention. Um, however, yeah, there's a lot of activity outside Downing Street, which is kind of our White House, uh, albeit small little back street uh, uh, well, that's what it looks like really just off Whitehall um, and then there's also um, near Kensington Palace um, the Russian Embassy yeah. and there's a lot of people out there and, and, and they're protesting um, but it, it really is a flashback to kind of the, the pre-1991 Theatre Europe where we had that nice reassuring sense of, of mutual assured destruction. If you push the button, we'll push the button and we all get vaporized. And, and it's kind of, I feel like we're kind of going backwards, you know what I mean? And it's, um, I think it's been a real failing, you know, for, for the intelligence communities, for, for our countries, Europe as, as a whole, the, the Western Alliance, that, that we turned our back on the bear. We thought the bear was domesticated and now the bear's just got pissed and decided to start eating people at the barbecue. Uh, and I think we kind of, yeah, we, we just, we got a little lazy, I think, you know? Yeah. It's that good old English fry up in the morning, mushrooms and grilled tomatoes. The bear's hungry. Oh gosh. No, I, I, yeah. The bear, the bear woke up and just thought, oh, fuck it. Um, but no, and, and, and the only other thing I'd say on that is the, I think it was the German, one of the German sort of defense people, he, he, he was fired recently for saying all we need to do is actually just play the game a little better with Putin and, and give him a little bit more respect and give him a little bit more. And, you know, this, I don't know whether that's appeasement, um, but, you know, I think part of me thinks that might have been right. You know, just tickle his toes occasionally, make him feel good about himself. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's a crazy son of a bitch and he would have done what the hell he wanted anyway, right? So, so it's just... Um, it's just very unfortunate. And, and then war, yeah, I mean, there's no winners, right? Yeah. It's just a mess. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, it's a sad and it's painful, but, you know, it's human. That's the human life, right? It's human condition. History repeats itself. Here we are. 
It's just a matter of time. Unfortunately, not everybody wants no. to live in peace. Make peace, not war. It's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. No. No, it's, it's sad. And, and, you know, Ukraine's, what, the second largest country in Europe? Uh, there's probably about 40 million Ukrainians. Um, they reckon Putin's got about 190 or 150 to 200,000 uh, troops. Um, and not all are committed at the moment. Now, if you want to hold that kind of territory, and if, if the populace becomes hostile, you know, he's, I don't think he's thought this through, right? Because to, to hold the second largest country in Europe, and we're talking just in France and Germany and all the rest of it combined, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a disgruntled, angry populace, you're going to need a whole lot more than 150,000 troops. Yeah. Um, and, you know, starting a war is, is relatively easy. Um, but, you know, ending it and having an end game, I really don't think he's thought this through. And I think, you know, all I can hope is that we kind of, the, the, the pressure of all of this sort of sanctions, we crippled our economy. Um, I mean, when the markets open on Monday, the ruble's going to go through the, the floor, right? I mean, it's, and what they'll do, they'll just, they'll just uh, stop trading it and peg it a la Soviet times. But it's just, it's just a mess. Just an ungodly mess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunate. Let's get into something more happy now and talk about photography now. But that was a good political, social news network chant chant and discussion. I think a lot of people were kind of, uh, they needed to hear some photographers' takes on on these opinions and whatever we don't get paid to to do and all those crazy decisions. So, yep, that's why the people that makes those decisions get paid to do it. And we just talk about photography. So Marcus, yeah. I saw you. You were well. I've been following you for a little while in your your Instagram stories, and you were traveling for a week or two, and you had a nice little film collection, pre or already exposed. And I like your little numbering conventions. But yeah, tell us how how your trip went. How you how you shot? What you shot? Uh, so yeah, I was in Hawaii for about seven weeks uh, at the start of like the end of last year, at the beginning of this year. Uh, uh, shot. Uh, let, let me just let me just stop you there for a second. Holy shit! That that I, I was already kind of subtly jealous with you saying, "Oh, I'm I'm not in LA. I'm just in San Francisco." I mean, that was <laughs> that was that was hard enough for me to come to terms with. But then when you kind of now you just laid this on me. Sorry, uh, carry on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, well, my my partner she's from from Oahu originally, so we we went to go visit her family. So we were about there out there for about seven weeks or so. Uh, and I shoot film exclusively right now. I do want to get a digital like sooner than later with the film prices going up. But uh, I was just keeping track of all the film I was shooting and like I was trying to make sure that they were all kind of in. I guess in a the proper role, like I wanted them all numbered. So I knew when I shot them, whether it was last year or this year. Uh, and so once I came back, I could develop it and I could develop them in order. Uh, that was, yeah, it took a long time. Developing 21 rolls of film is not ideal. Scanning 21 rolls of film is not fun. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's part of the game, I guess that I decided to play yeah. shooting film only. So I feel your pain there uh, only on half of that portion because right before we actually spoke on our podcast that we recorded, 
I had 22 rolls of film I had to scan. I don't, I don't develop them because I don't have the time to do it. And I know how to develop film. I, I just I don't have the time to do it. So I have to pick and choose. Do I want to develop it or do I want to go out and shoot? So I would pay. I Actually, I, I do pay. I pay for people to develop my film, which I'm kind of having some ill feelings for because sometimes they don't develop it properly. And I get some weird results. Sometimes. Most times they get they can get it. And then it's just a process of scanning and making the the negatives into DMT. But, but, but isn't that a distinct advantage, Ricky? Because can't 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 you then blame a crap photograph on on the people who developed it? True. Can't you just say, "Oh look, they've messed it up. That was perfectly exposed when I took the picture." Well, the person hadn't blinked until they. Uh... <laughs> I I know my photos where I mess up, but then like when you get some weird light, well, it could be light leak. I don't know, but I haven't seen any light leak, but. Okay, you got me, Don TV. I suck at film. I got, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But it's I. I just I. I take any 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 useful avenue to to explain my poor photography skill on 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 somebody else. Right? I mean, of course, I got you. it was my mother, or it was or it was my parents, or something, you know. But it's the person developing my film. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I'm glad Marcus is here because he's been he's been shooting film for over ten years, like he said, and. I was sending him some of the shots I got. I was like, am I exposing this wrong or is it film development? And he's a, he's a good mind to pick if you want to know about how to properly expose film. Um, I know, Tony, you're trying to get into film again. So if you have yeah. any questions, maybe you two can get together behind the scenes. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, thank you for connecting me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure, um, John. The, the pictures behind you are those yours? The, the those prints? Oh no, those are actually uh, my girlfriend's photos. She's oh, I mean they're they're really nice. <laughs> oh, from where I see them from here. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> she's a great photographer too. Um, she's more casual about it, but I love her photos. She's one of my favorite photographers for sure. I think it, for also yeah, it looks like uh, film as well, right? Alright, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Nah, you can ask him. I was just making a statement. Oh, no. Um, it looks like it's, they're shot on film as well. Or does she, does she shoot film too? Yeah, she shoots film too. So, yeah, the, those were from a trip that we... I'm, I'm half Portuguese, so uh, we went to the Azor Islands, where my mom was from, is from, uh, in 2019, and she took those there. It's like a little... Uh, yeah, like a little dip oh, of like... Oh. Yeah, like... Like, I like you that. know, yeah, yeah, That's from like the same location. So, oh, they're apps, yeah, yeah. So, my other, otherwise, I'm sorry, what, you, you shoot mostly black and white. Oh, keep going. Okay. I'm sorry, it's, it's the bad sorry, timing. Sorry. I'm, I'm horrible. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you do that. Um, is it mostly uh black and I think I photos I found you on Instagram, but is it mostly uh black and white that you shoot or some color? I see, well, I see both here. But, yeah, I shoot, I shoot both. I shoot black and white. I shoot color. I'm actually just getting back into shooting black and white uh, more recently. Uh, like the last couple of years, I was only shooting color. And then I discovered how to actually print in a dark room. And so I'm like, all right, well, I need black and white photos to, to print in a black and white dark, dark room. So I'm starting to shoot black and white again, uh, which is just like, it's a little different. This time around, I'm shooting a different film stock. I'm shooting Tri-X as opposed to HP5. So I'm trying to understand how to shoot Tri-X 
Um, now after shooting HP five, I shot HP five probably for like two years exclusively. And so it's, it's a different, I don't know. It's different, but you know, it's fun to learn something different, like new. It's a different skill set. I feel like it's almost like, uh, like learning like a new language almost. So I'm just trying to get that dialed in. Hopefully in the next few months I could, I could get better at it and I'll have better black and white photos with Triax. Yeah. I think you'll be going back to no, HP five. The prices of Kodak—they're just going up. Yeah, I, I load it up though. That's the thing. I have like eighty rolls of Triax like in my freezer right now, so I, I'm kind of like set for a while. You ready to send me that Natural sixteen hundred yet? <laughs> nah, yeah, man. Maybe once I visit you in Japan, we yeah, can. Just, I'll we'll, we'll, uh, I'll shoot half the roll. You can shoot the other half on my camera or something. I don't know. I'm down with that. I'll do we'll that. Figure something out. Hey, he made it. There he is. His audio's connecting, so give him a moment. So before I, I have to, because can, can you hear me? Can you see me? Yes, sir. We Hola. can. Perfect. Welcome, Diego. Sorry, Sorry for the delay. No, no, I'm no, a bit no. for this. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. We promise you're okay. Uh, but we want to say thank you for joining. Um, Don Stevie told us a little brief story about a wonderful camera. And we want to hear from you. Yep. We want to we wanna welcome you to the Leica community. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Real pleasure to meet you. Real pleasure to meet you all. Mm-hmm. You are all great photographers. At least once I check the, the Instagram, <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't know Tony Diaz. Maybe I think I don't know him. So I will check his Instagram later. And the story is easy about the lake. Uh, I suppose Stevie talked to you about it before, but basically he tried to send me a, a record year two, like two times, but uh, the camera um, was caught by the customs and sent back to London. The second time, uh, a bit before that event, my mother died. So this man got emotional, you know, a bit angry even. You need a camera. You can't be shooting with your phone the whole time. And he said to me, I'm going to take a flight and a plane and go there. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, I thought he was joking, to be honest. Nah, this man is crazy. He's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping he wouldn't do it because for me, it was a really crazy thing, you know, and for my friends too. But he took the plane, he came here, he gave me the camera, and now I'm happier, to be honest with it. I'm, you know, it's difficult for me right now. Uh, The last two days were a bit depressing, to be honest, but um, I suppose that's going to change soon. Keep on shooting, keep on shooting, and, and getting better. There's nothing more to it, I suppose. Yes, sir. So I checked out your Instagram. Uh, I never seen you before until Don Stevie told us your story. And and the same day, I actually checked out. Your iPhone photos are really good. I think you will become better now that you have a proper tool. And And the reason that I feel so is because now you have to control your entire image. You also have a great coach. If Don Stevie continues to coach you, he's one of the best photographers I know. And if you just listen yeah. to what he says and listen to how he uh, views and expresses photography, you're on you're on your way. You're gonna do a lot better. 
Yeah. Hold on. Don't 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 blow so much smoke up my ass so early in the morning, buddy. It's 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 way too early for that. Um, and 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 just and just to correct Diego, yeah, I am still crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I took the flight, but I am still crazy. So, you know, that, that's, that, that's obviously a given, right? Um, yeah. Okay. So, what does anybody want to say to Diego? Oh, first, let me introduce myself. My name's Ricky. Well, it's actually Ricardo, but you can call me Ricky. Ricky for short. Uh, it's nice to meet you. And then everybody else, introduce nice yourself. Nice to meet you. Um, nice. Nice, nice to meet you, Diego. I'm Tony. I'm, I'm in Chicago. Um, and I've been a photographer for, for many years now. <laughs> But I'm still, I mean, I'm still learning. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's always a learning process. Yeah. So it's your, and, and your work, your work's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love your work. Yeah. I love the, the, the I'm looking at them, the, the shadows and you gotta like, that's, that's a, a, like a really strong thing. Like this, the shadows I see, it, I constantly see it in your work and it's, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I wish I could, uh, I could see those, those shadows too, like myself when I, when I'm photographing, but you have a great eye for it. Well, sometimes I think I rely on them too much, also silhouettes. Maybe m my work is too based on that sometimes. I need some variety because I love variety. For example, I love Don Steve's work. I always tell him because for me, he's like a chameleon. You know, every shot is different. And I show his work to my friends and they say the same. It's like these photos are taken from, from different persons. So I love that. I also love people having their own style. But I love when someone is able to do so many different things in, in the street game, you know. Then thanks for, for the words, of course. Marcus? Yeah, I think, I think for me, the, the one, the, the picture that kind of tipped me over the edge with you was this one that I, I later discovered you shot from the back of a taxi cab. And it's basically, you know, there's a sort of person walking with an umbrella. There's the way the, the raindrops on the window of the taxi cab and whatever the lens effect was of the camera you use or the, the phone you use, that, that kind of, is it anamorphic? What's that kind of strange, stripy kind of line that you get from some cinema kind of, yeah, um, yeah. And, and it had that, and it was all sort yeah, of quite yeah. gloomy, but, uh, but I just thought, fuck me, if that was done on a, a camera... Yeah, it would just it would have just taken it to that that next level. So that that's the kind of one that tipped me over the edge. And uh, and then you know I think it was on Flickr. I I kind of had a rant at you. I, I threatened bodily violence. Um, and then and then about sort of you know those slow hours of the early morning where even the devil has sort of self doubt. I. Um, I realized that maybe not everybody is as privileged, uh, uh, you know, with a shelf full of flipping overpriced cameras. So, so that's kind of where my resolve strengthens to, uh, to fix that situation. But no, I think, you know, having visited your town, you've got, you've got a lot of those sort of, I mean, it's beautiful Spanish light. You've got that lovely light, you've got that Gothic sort of old Gothic part of town with the sort of little, uh, 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 you know, all, all the sort of light shadow contrast and the, um, the little, you know, back streets and stuff. So I think that's great. But also I think, you know, uh, you're starting, I, I, I saw, you know, to, to abstract, looking at the windows, looking at the reflections, yeah. layers, uh, you know, and I think, I think with the consistent strong light, um, I think that's something that, that you'll explore more and just get 
more comfortable with. And I think the 50 was, was a good choice of lens in that sense because it allowed that reach into the window, if you like, without you obscuring the view, you know, with you being in, in the view, if you like. So, no, I'm, I'm really excited about your journey. And, uh, and you know, as I said to you in, in Spain, you know, you, loss and grief is, is a fucking terrible thing and it's completely individual. Yeah. You know, and it's a journey and there's nothing anyone can say, nothing anyone can do, but it's a journey within yourself. Um, but all we've managed to do is, is give you a, a little friend for that journey. Good, bad or indifferent. Uh, and, and you've got it. And as you say, you'll have shit days. Like you, you just said, the last couple of days are pretty rubbish, you know, but then you just takes one day, one shot, and then you'll feel, ah. Oh, yeah, I'm not so bad after all, you know. So, but yeah, we look forward to watching the journey. Thanks, man. Yeah, now it's you, Marcus. Marcus, I think say something. Marcus, I think, yeah. How you doing? Uh, my name is Marcus. Uh, I live in San Francisco, California. Uh, I shoot with the Leica M6. I've uh, been shooting street photography for a couple years now. Shooting other stuff a lot of years before that. Uh, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell, I guess. When it comes to photography, yeah. So nice to meet you, man. You're, yeah, nice you're, you're a too. little unfamiliar with his work, I presume. With Marcus, yeah. Me and you, or him with mine. Marcus with yours. I think both of us. I, I I'm not familiar with really anybody's uh, other than yours. Ricky, everybody else, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not familiar with anybody else's work. No worries. Start looking at yeah. him. <laughs> Study. Uh, especially Don Steve, he's, he's great with the flash. I, I do want to ask Diego, because like he was saying, uh, Don, Don Stevie and Tony were saying like his shadows are just amazing. Um, but my question for Diego is, what inspired you to begin making photos? That's a really difficult question because... Right now I'm 30 years old. I think I began when I was like 22, but I was mostly taking pictures with my phone of sunsets, branches, and trees. You know, I don't know, only that. I did that for maybe two years, not every day, of course. And then I stopped, I don't know why. I began to read more, to even write some short stories. I also play drums, and I forgot about photography. But in maybe July 2019, a friend told me, I'm using Instagram, I'm taking photos with an analog camera, film camera, and I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I should try this. And at the beginning, I was practically shooting things in my home and even uh, posting beer reviews because I love craft beer. Then... I started taking uh, lookups from buildings, you know, architecture and things like that. I never thought about the architecture in my city, to be honest, until that moment. And I was like, wow, this building is crazy. This other building is crazy. And then when the pandemic began here, like in March 2020, I was also seeing some street photographers in Instagram discovering that thing that I didn't know that was a thing, street photography. At first I was like, what is this? Thinking pictures of people in the streets. I like this, silhouettes, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I began seeing the people, you know, interact with the pandemic and things like that. 
And I found it interesting. Uh, I was taking really shitty pictures at the beginning, to be honest. Most of them were deleted because as a documentary thing would be interesting, but nothing more. And I began developing my, I don't want to say style because I don't have a real style or a, I prefer to say vision or something like that. I began de developing that and changing a bit. I suppose a lot of people in Instagram and, as, and outside of Instagram influenced me because, I, as I tell, I don't have a proper style that you can say, oh, I see this picture and it's from Diego. So that was my my journey, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think I'm more influenced by photographers from the past. You know, for example, I love Gary Winogrand, um, Robert Frank, Hertes, Don Stevie loves Hertes too, uh, Bill Brandt, Natsway, I love his work, very brutal. So yeah, I still take Instagram and I love people from Instagram, but a really interesting thing is that a lot of people that I love uh, their work when I began, right now it's not that I, say the, that I see their work and say, oh, this is bullshit, but I don't like it most of the time. So my style, my, you know, my taste changes a lot with time. And I suppose that it's going to be changing more. So it definitely will. So I, I want to say it's kind of like a very cliche Cinderella story for everyone who doesn't believe it's possible. Diego, this, yeah. this is your first camera, correct? The one Don Stevie gifted you. So there you go. Yeah, I never... The tool, it doesn't matter the yeah. tool. He started making street photography photos with a night, or I don't know, a, a camera phone. We'll just say that. Doesn't matter yeah. what brand, it was a camera phone. So there you go, you have it. And now he has a wonderful tool. And yeah, you're just going to get better now. You you will see a difference in the style of the photos you, you make. And yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing it right now because, for example, I'm. I'm looking at reflections, things that I never look at, partially because I see too many of that thing in Instagram. And when I see too many, like people with hats, you know, it's a thing that in Instagram is full of these, these photos. So it was a bit tired with reflections, but the other day with, with Stevie, he could try a lot of that. And for me, it was, you know, it was fun. So I'm trying some of them right now too. Also, Diego, I think in Spain, you know, Spain's yeah. a bit different from from the UK in the sense that in the UK and I guess the US, right, we can leap out on anyone and, and take their picture. Now, obviously, in the US, they might be armed and dangerous, right? But and in the UK, they'll they'll go, oh, gosh, isn't that rude? And, and that's about the, the worst you're going to get. Uh, but in Spain, I think they're quite, I mean, A, I think it's borderline illegal, right? Yeah. And, and so... The one thing that reflection gives you is, you know, you're taking a picture of someone behind you, but you're taking a picture of them nonetheless. So it's quite, it's quite a nice little uh, sort of sneaky way of, okay, you're getting the layers in, you're getting the complexity, you're shooting through the window, so you're seeing not only the window reflection, but what's in and behind the window and so on and so forth. But it's also a good way of kind of getting the street picture without, you know, getting carted away to the... Um, the police uh, headquarters or whatever, right? Yeah, I have problems with two people already. And I never have a problem with the phone, to be honest. Only one time a guy asked me if I took his picture and I explained to him, yeah, look, there's 
some beautiful contrast here with light and shadow, and you were there, it could be another person, and he said, oh, the photo is great, but I like it anyway. But I had two problems already. The other day with a man that had a dog, I shoot him from behind uh, with a reflection, you know, to have him and the reflection. And he uh, told me, hey, did you took my photo? And I said, yeah, but it's, it's your back. Your face is not visible. And he told me, and the dog, is his face visible? And I said, yeah, the dog is looking at the camera. Okay, they liked it. And I was like, you're kidding me, man. Fucking dog. You don't have to delete this because your face is not visible. So if it's not visible or it's a silhouette, I can do it. The problem here is the first one is recognizing. Does the, does the dog have an agent? I mean, like, the dog has an agent? I mean, like, fuck me. Is it like... Oh, I was laughing. I, I wasn't even angry because it was so surreal that it was like, man, yeah, just like that, what, what can I do? Yeah, yeah. And the other day, uh, day with a man, I took a, uh, two photos. They were so underexposed that they, they were mostly black. And the guy came. I saw the photos to him. Delighted, delighted. Man, you are not visible. You are not even in the shot. Delighted, or I'm going to denounce you and I'm going to take a shot of you. I was like, man, I can take shot, shots of you, but you can take mine. Okay, this is, you know, they yeah. didn't fire or what? Yeah. Crazy. Photography Crazy. laws, everybody. Be aware of them. We had that conversation yeah. already. Germany is another one you have to be very careful about when you shoot. So what's and, everybody uh, got it's, it's funny because that's where Leica is made. Yeah. Go figure. Right? It's, I don't know. It's, it's a different world now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I actually, I, I, I mean, I'm sure everyone has uh, their way to do street photography, but when, when I do it, I, um, I, I, in order to, to disguise that I'm photographing someone, I just like, I act like I'm photographing my hand, like I'm checking my lens or something like that. And, uh, obviously I, I, just, I move my hand out of the way and photograph whatever I want to. Whenever I'm trying to disguise them, I'm sure there's other ways too. Like, yeah, um, yeah because the like your like it shouldn't make that much noise. Like, as long as you're a little discreet and doesn't look like you're, um, you're not looking directly at them for a while, I think you should be able to get away with it. I mean, so I'm gonna try that today, right? I'm just gonna walk around. <laughs> <my face. laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even going to care about the photo. They're just going to be upset about the finger. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make for a good photo. Them heading. Yeah, but I'll be saying, look, it's the rangefinder patch. I'm just trying to align the fingers. You know, it's difficult. You know, <laughs> come look. I'll show you what I'm trying to do. Look, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The humor. I need to uh, to also try to understand how to shoot from. Not all the time, obviously, but to shoot from the hip because I'm trying it a bit and all the photos are framed like, you know, like a madman. So <laughs> I need a bit more comfort, comfortable in that. I think, in that I think the problem, well, no problem, but obviously, given the fact that when I was in um, uh, Spain, the, you know, a 50. It's not the easiest, based on the fact that for any given aperture, given uh, the, the you know the focal length, the, yeah. the depth of field isn't going to be massive when you compare it to say you know a twenty-eight, where for a given aperture, it, um, the depth of field is going to be that much greater. And so 
you're able to spray and pray a whole lot more when you set it at three meters or two and a half meters FA uh, on on a on a twenty eight. I mean, look, if I look at my let's just do that now. If I look at my twenty five, if I set that at two meters, two two point five meters FA, if I read that uh, right, it's anything just over one meter to pretty much infinity's in focus. If I do the same here on my fifty, uh, a little simicron here. What's that FA? Uh, two and a half. I'm, I'm looking at okay, Five about two meters to just over, just over three. And and so your depth of field to play with when you're just kind of spraying and praying is 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 a lot harder or a lot a lot uh, more shallow. So you know that's that 50, 50 is a very considered lens in, in my opinion for that reason because you you can't you don't have the latitude. But that said, with your light, with your Spanish light. You know, F16, F16, and what, you know, let's say just just five meters, you're going to be all right. That'll yeah. be take you from two, five to, to ten. above 10, right? So I think, oh. I think it's, um, yeah, I think that's kind of... Um, that's what I need to learn. Yeah. 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 So practice is focusing on... Yeah. I think like the 50 frame lines though, are really narrow. What? Uh, I'm, I was saying like the 50 frame lines are really narrow to try to do like shooting from the hip. Like I think you need a wider lens to shoot from the hip. I mean, from my personal experience at least. Yeah. Unless you're yeah. A, a very popular black and white fine art photographer in London who has the 24 and you can just set it to infinity and... Mm. You, you hip fire all your shots. <laughs> it it takes practice to do hip fire, especially with a fifty. Uh, and like Don Stevie said, you're gonna have to really know your lens very well. Like I, when I say very well, like you built the lens, like you created it, you designed it. You know exactly how far you want it to shoot, how close you want it to be, uh, and that just takes practice. You know, practice on trees. So you don't get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, whenever I was learning my zone focus to get the distance <laughs> aligned, when I, and this is just when I was learning, I would find a tree, a sign, a fence, whatever it was, and I would set it to the critical focus, and then I would count my steps. So one, two, three. So three steps for three meters, four steps for four meters, whatever it was, because every lens is different. Uh, that's what helped me learn. And uh, another thing, just to kind of gauge distance, I was practicing the steps with people walking to me, right? Now, again, this mm -hmm. is just all experimental. None of these photos are going to be award-winning Pulitzer Prize, but it's going to help you learn how to shoot with the lens in the zone focusing, and you'll learn your, your frame lines very well, especially if all you use is the 50 you you get so accustomed to it, you already know, you know. The more you shoot with it, what will be in in your frame? Yeah, no. Also, I'm sorry. Also, waiting, waiting. Like it looks like a lot of your photos are like it, it could have been like you just waiting there for the person to pass by. Like you're set, you could set up mm -hmm. and just wait for the person to and have your have it all set up so that you just expose it right when. When, when they walk into that frame. 
Um, because a lot of the, a lot of them, like that last one you have right here, the one with the, the reflections, I love that one. The, the reflections, it looks like you're, you're photographing into the car, through the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, did you wait for that one? Or, or, or did you just... Not really. It was no? in less than a minute. Yeah, I so took that's pictures, yeah. pictures with, uh, with three different persons, but the one I liked the most was yeah. the one with this guy because of the position of the guy and the frame and, you know, the everything. But it was in a minute. Yeah, Normally, no, I, I wait, but not a lot. You know, uh, Steve yeah. knows how to wait more because he, he wait like 40 minutes here for a shot that he posted the other day. But the maximum I waited, I think, is like 25 minutes. And it was like, I'm old, I'm old, and, I'm old and patient, Diego. Uh, you're, you're young and impatient. Your life is just, you feel like it's dripping through your fingers. So you just got to get out there. But well, I love that last, I love that shot, the uh, the one on the car window or whatever. I like the diagonal kind of, you know what I mean? It looks like the, someone's tipped the building over, but the person's still vertical. So that's super. But yeah. also just take it with the phone, right? Yeah, I took it with the phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! I wouldn't have ever taken that one in a month, uh, before a month ago, because I wasn't thinking about reflections, as I told before. But right now, thanks to you, I saw that and I was like, "Oh, this is crazy! It's interesting, the liar." So mm -hmm. I took that. Yeah. Also, you could practice. Tony, your next slide is superimposed. What? Tony. Um, it almost looks like it's superimposed, like it's two images, and you just put them together. It, it, yeah. it looks. Yeah. I, I like that could be like a, you know, some double, double exposure. Double exposure, yeah. yeah. Because when yeah, I do reflections, exactly. sometimes people ask me, is this a double exposure? No, I've, I've done maybe one double exposure, I think, with one eye from my mother, like uh, two years ago in the sky. Uh, and that's all, because all the double exposures I've done for me were shit, to be honest, and <laughs> I don't know how to make them, so I don't make them. Maybe in the future I... I would be able right right now. I know my limitations, to be honest. Yeah, I've I've done multiple multiple exposures a long time ago. I did it. It was fun, and I moved on. That's for me. Um, yeah, I don't really particularly care for double exposures. They are cool if you can get them just right and perfect. Um, if you've never, if you never experimented with them, it, it's very hard. Especially if you try on film, you'll waste a lot of film. Can, can, I, ask a, can I ask a question? Because I, uh, about focal length with everyone here, because I, I vacillate between 25, which gives me my up close, but also my kind of broader scene stuff, like the landscape with a little itty bitty person in it. And then 50, which gives me that kind of reach, uh, natural portrait length for me. Um, uh, what does everyone else use? Because I, I am really struggling with a 35. Because 25, I know what I'm doing. I'm either moving into someone's space or I'm taking a scene. 50, I know exactly what I'm doing. I've got that kind of, as I say, that very constrained field of view, uh, and I know what I'm doing. But the 35, I'm sort of, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So, so what does everyone else shoot? I don't know what 35 Continue, continue. Uh, I, I use a 35, and that, that's what I'm most comfortable with. I, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, and actually, I, and, and I, I hear that people talk about like, uh, using 50 and that's what they're comfortable or, or 28. Mm-hmm. And, um, cause 28 is a pretty common, uh, um, screen photography lens, right? But that's what a lot of, I see yep. a lot of people use that. I mean, especially if you're, I don't know, in sidewalks, at least you're in the US. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 35 sometimes limits you when you get like, you end up cropping like at their chest. So like, many people. Uh, like their waist. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah, 35 is what I, what I use, and I, I've, I've been pretty comfortable with it. I, well, you know what? I need to is, check out. I, I need to yeah. check out your work more because so what I what I struggle with the thirty five is twenty five. I'm kind of as you say, if it's kind of tight and busy, yeah. yeah, it's good. You know, you've got the wide and that's fine. Uh, Fifty, it's kind of stand back and a bit more considered framing. You know, beautiful lines and all that crap. But the thirty five, I'm sort of caught between the two. I either want to go in on somebody, but I and I go back and I don't. You know what I mean? I'm I'm so I, I just how do you resolve that? For me, that's that's the tough one. I guess I've just been so used to it that that's that's the way I work. And you know, when I, I photograph weddings and things, uh, that's what I do mm-hmm. most. Uh, so that's um, and I and I photograph it like I'm like a fly on the wall. Like I'm just like mm-hmm. I let everybody mm-hmm. track the way that they are. I mean, there's only a couple times where I maybe grab the the, the couple and then photograph them together. They're the but best. everything, the best yeah, yeah. But everything's just like very uh, yeah, like documentary like and just. You, but um, the 35 is what I, I, I find works best. It's like I, I get the best of both worlds where I can I can mm-hmm. do like a port, photograph like portrait style and I can mm-hmm. um, and I can photograph people interacting. So it's a, if it's a couple of people. And for the yeah, part, I, it, it ends up working. I, I, li- I like it a lot. You just, you just search practice, practice. Because and, and, yeah. I had, had an ex-girlfriend. She had, she got a the 35 1.4 Canon L lens. Yeah. Yeah. On it was a one DS and it was beautiful and and she just fell in love with that lens because it could do as you say you could go in and do a portrait and you you know you yeah. still get the 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 out of focus and all the rest of it but also then if you wanted like a, a, a bit of a broader scene or an environmental portrait she could do it but I I just need to work it I think uh, and, uh, that's what I'm hearing and it gives a, I mean the focal length like uh, lends itself to give like a really nice bokeh too. Mm-hmm. Or both, mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. Um, I understand um, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it, because I, you can't do that. Like, if you have like a twenty-eight or twenty-five, at, even if you have like f one point four, you can't get anything. No, of, right? no. Like, there's exactly. no separation. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-five does some. It it does give you some separation and it gives it nice. Yeah. Yeah, oh, beautiful. No, I'll, I'll check out your work more. I, I, I just yeah, to, no, I'll send you. I'll, I'll message you my website too, so I, I can. I have more work on there, and you can see kind of like what, how I, how I shoot to see. Yeah, no, that will be useful. That, that, yeah. That'll be useful because I've got this. You know, I, I, you know what it's like when when you buy gear, and and you kind of ah, oh, this, you know, and then you oh, and then you've got your thirty five version two sumacron and it's oh wow and then you put it on you're like oh what happened there and, and, it, and I'm, I'm crap with it i'm just i'm absolutely crap with it. i don't know what i'm doing and so and so i'll, I'll, I'll certainly check out your work and otherwise yeah. that's going that's, that's going on, uh, on the sale list but um yeah I'll, I'll check it out no i appreciate those uh those thoughts yeah, yeah although i mean i like the way you have it the two focal lanes like in order to like I don't know when I'm thinking of when I'm ta- trying to tell a story it's just like you have you, you tell the whole thing like you have the wide wide angle and mm-hmm. you have the close up I, I think I, I really like the way you have set up like 
having a wider one. And so, I mean, it's a funny. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. You don't have 35, but you have like, you go wider and you can go closer on it. So just, it's, it's a good balance. I think. Yeah. Marcus, you're focal. How about Mr. I, San Francisco? What about San Francisco? What does San Francisco shoot? Uh, so I shoot with a 35 for the most part, but I also have a 28, uh, but my 28 is actually at Leica right now. It's getting repaired. So I'm not really looking forward to that bill, but you know, <laughs> that's part of the game, I guess. Uh, but I also, yeah, I shoot 35 for the most part right now. Uh, that's like the, the lens I, I use like pretty much ever since I got my Leica M6. Um, wow. okay. Yeah. I like 35 a lot. I mean, I think that, the 28 is a great lens too. Like I like shooting wide. I like being able to get like more things in the frame, but I think with 35, I get, I, I like it because I, I can get more of a focus of what I want in the, the picture itself, as opposed to the 28 where you're, you're, you're getting elements that you may not have predicted once you took the picture. Um, right. So that's that's really why I like the 35 is because like I'm really focusing on like what I'm trying to construct in the frame lines and like I can see the other elements like directly outside the frame lines as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a .72 M6, um, so that's really why I like the 35. I think and like especially for like the stuff I shoot in San Francisco, like there's a lot of uh, like low riders and and things like that. So like I like it's it makes for, it just makes it easier for me, I guess, to like picture the, what it would look like with the frame lines right. distinctly seen as opposed to the 28. You kind of get a, a wide. So you're kind of getting a wider scene, but not too wide that it's kind of bits and pieces appearing out of the edges and all the rest of it. And so it's sort exactly, of, uh, exactly. Uh, 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 yeah, I, I, you know what I'm hearing then? I, I mean, again, I need to check out your work in, because I, anyone who can show me the way with a 35, because I, I just, I either want to walk in on the damn thing, the subject or whatever the hell it is and walk right up to its nose or I want to hang back. And with a 35, I'm sort of just in that middle area where I don't know quite what I'm doing. I, you know, but I think you've just got to train that, train your eyes, what I'm hearing, right? To sort of just see like that. Um yeah. I think the 35 is a great lens to, to like, if you're trying to, I don't know, you're trying to carry like, I don't know, it's a small bag and you're trying, or you're going on a trip and you're trying to figure out what to take. And you only mm-hmm. take a few things. 35 is a great lens because you, you get to cover both ends of things. There's also no, dist- yeah. I mean, there's very few distort, little distortion. Like, I mean, on your 20, 25 or even on 28, you still, you see a little bit of distortion on, on your, on, yeah. on, on one's images. No, that's true. And also you run out of, you know, it's, I, I think that uh, uh, the, the point about um, control of frame, I think that, yeah. that's, that's a very relevant one because quite often I do <clears throat> glossy, emotionless set pieces, right? Uh, if I'm being cruel, um, uh, with very little merit. But the frame is something that I can control because they are those glossy, kind of set pieces that I know, you know, whereas I think if we were, if I was, you know, walking around the streets of San Francisco, as uh, you know, and, and there's a lot more going on that is happen chance, then my control of the frame is going to be a lot less 
and and so having something so wide would would maybe cause me to um, you know have a messy cluttered frame or whatever you know so that's interesting yeah yeah so for me I'm yeah i mean there are people out here that shoot 28 and like they're really good but they also are like very close in your face style shooters and that's not necessarily like i i would love to be able to do that but i i am afraid of conflict in that sort of sense i'm not really trying to get in fights with people so again i don't know yeah, so I think mm-hmm. Diego, I think you're good with your 50. I think that's probably the safer thing to be using if, yeah. where, where you're at. Because if you were trying to do that with a 28, you would be right. People will know you're photographing them. The dog will know you're photographing them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the problem is I had I had more balls, or I didn't know what I was doing at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually putting the phone in the in front of people's faces. You know, like I didn't care, and I took many eye contacts that way with people like what the fuck are you shooting? But right now, I've been shooting for more time and it's like, man, I can't do this because it's not only legal. For me, I don't want to say a disrespectful thing because I know many people that do this kind of style and I love it. But I just can feel that, man. I I can't do that. Also, also, Diego, put in context, your you're in a relatively small regional town in Spain. You yeah. work in the he- you work in the middle of town. You know, I mean, the guy that you took a picture of, sort of the reflection. There was one guy coming. You know, you've, you've, you've posted it, and you're and you're saying that the priest. And I'm like, I, it's my client, you know. And you know, I was taking his shot, and I, yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. So you can't yeah, it, so so there's a there's an element of not shitting where you eat, right? And whereas <laughs> being yeah. being in this London that I am, it's a huge city, and I'm I'm going to walk out there and shoot anything that walks or crawls. That I can shoot them in the face, and it doesn't matter. But the chances of me meeting them again zip to zero. You know what I mean? Whereas again, if I'm you know in and around my local hometown, let's say I'm not. Even I, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to go and zap people in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I think I think there is an element of that, and I think I think you're right there. Fifty is a great a great lens to, to work yourself into it with. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I want to answer Don Stevie's question for focal length. For me, I choose the 35 because it's a happy medium, right? So it's a very versatile lens for me because I can get a, a decent wide angle shot, and I can get really good portraits if i want to right so uh, i can get a good head and shoulders i can get a good three quarters or i can get a full body uh the biggest decision from or the easiest decision for me using the 35 is i have to worry less about setting my zone so i set it if i'm shooting at f8 i can just set it five meters and i know everything to infinity is going to be in focus and everything at least an arm length away, which is pretty close. Um, but if you go to F16, you can get even closer. <clears throat> Sorry, choking. Um, uh, so, so basically, what I'm hearing is everyone uses the 35, apart from me, and I need yeah. to, I need to, I need to get off my ass and learn how to use this damn thing. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I'm hearing. The 50 is good, and I love how I. You can get, so I use it when I just want to focus more on a particular subject as opposed to the wider 
scene, right? The only reason why I use the 50 less is because I find myself trying to adjust my zone more frequently than I would with the 35. So the 35, I just set it to five meters and I know I'm good for pretty much all shooting conditions. But with the 50, I'm like, yeah. uh, if I see a lot of people coming, now I'm taking that time to like, okay, how close do I want? How far do I want? And that's just depending on, I guess I have an older Sumacron 50. So the the depth of field is a, a, a lot shallower. Um, maybe now the more modern ones. Uh, it, there you go. So we probably have the same. I, I find myself just focusing. Yeah, it's quite learned. I mean, it's... Yeah, I love it. The results are amazing. Okay. But like I said, for me, the yeah, 35 my, my... is just versatile. Yeah, no, I, I'm hearing you. I think I think I, I really like the points that you've all made. I think the the the, you know, the one about the kind of the clutter in the frame in in San Francisco, getting a low rider in, but not getting I don't know the crazy lamp post and something else. I think that's nice. I think also then the focus throw and being able to get that kind of out of focus, so you can do the kind of more let's say documentary style of of, of wedding photography. I think that's good. And then the points you make, Ricky, in the sense that it's it's versatile from a depth of field usability standpoint. Um, I think I'm just going to have to, to shoot it, leave okay. leave every other lens at home, yep. and just stick 35 on it. So get on with it. If, if I can ask you, maybe you, you're having difficulties adjusting to the 35 because you like the wider, the 25. You said that's your favorite, right? And uh, I'll go back and I'll yeah. use my Fuji film days for just an example purpose was I was shooting typically the the 50 mil or the 56. So I was really, you know, kind of focusing on street portrait style, right? It was just headshots. And if I wanted the whole screen, like the whole scene with the 50 mil, you have to stand way down the street just to make it look like you're shooting on a 28, right? So whenever I got the wider angle lenses... It always took me like at least two or three weeks just to adjust and get that whole psychological feeling of the telephoto lens going into a more wider lens. Yeah, I I, I think mine is mine is I mean it's it's you know again fifty is very distinct. It's considered you know you, you've got that um, narrow field of view, the shallower depth of field at any given aperture. And so it is a considered lift focused frame kind of lens, right? And so I know what I'm doing with that. I know that is the 25 for me is either advanced 50 meters, 50 centimeters out and zap them with a flash or, you know, my kind of landscape type with a, you know, graphics, right? Uh, uh, and I don't shoot a lot of flow, interestingly. I mean, I just, if I look at my stream, I don't shoot a lot of, um, let's say, um, you know, horizontal, what, flow, side on flow from, yeah. from, you know, a sidewalk or something. You know, I just don't do it. I either walk up to someone's face and shoot them, or I'm doing a kind of a, a, a scene. Um, and so, so I think, I think. I, you know, I know in both of those instances what I'm doing, but I think, you know, as I said, it's, it's the 35, I'm just kind of, I'm in a quandary as to whether I should, because it can do pretty much a little bit of both, if you like, you can be considered with it. You can, you know, throw the focus and get that beautiful out of focus. You can, 
uh, also get a, a, a broader scene. I'm just kind of not knowing what I'm doing with my feet, I think. And, and I think that's just going to have to come with practice. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but like whenever I grab any lens that's not my 35, there's times where I was like, man, I wish I brought my 35. Whenever I have my 35, I never have any regrets where I'll say, man, I wish I grabbed my 50. Man, I wish I grabbed my 28. That's just me personally. I, I love 35 just because I can do so much with it. I, I've shot portraits. I can get close. Uh, I can do this, the streets. And yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a great focal length for me. I think sometimes, I think we all do it. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of like a little get out of jail card, you know. You you just oh, if only I had my. It's like the it's like fishing or something, you know. If only you had uh, something something, then I would have been able to do. And I think it's kind of almost having an unquiet mind when shooting is is a nightmare. You know what I mean? It, it, and, and that's why less is more. I, I really subscribe to that. That that if you just put it on and bloody walk out the door. Otherwise, I'm going to be like, oh, shall I put my red pants on or shall I put my green pants on or, oh, but maybe, and, you know, you, you kind of, you, all too many options is not a good thing at times, you know, and I think, yeah. I think what I tend to do on that, on that side is, is look at the conditions outside and think what I'm going to try to shoot. If I'm shooting flash, I know I'm going to be in someone's, right in, uh, you know, up in someone's grill, and so it's going to be wide. And that's it. Um, but if it's a beautiful sunny day, then, you know, you, you're going to maybe do the light shadow contrast like Diego or, or, or you know, a good street scene. Uh, and there it becomes a little bit more of a quandary. But I, you know, I, again, it sounds like, and everyone has said, you know, the 35 is so uh, adaptable. You know, it covers, it can cover some, but I just, I just need to get my head around it. I think, I think today, I will take all the toys off my uh, my camera and stick a thirty five on. Yeah, and you have to wear lycra when you do it. That's a joke, by the way. Go ahead, Diego. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I want to ask uh, one thing. When you go out, you usually go out with just one lens, or some of you go sometimes out with two, three lenses different, and you change depending on the situation, or maybe that's too hard work to do. I don't know. What do you do? You just go out with the 35 and that's all? Yep. That's it. Don't take a backpack. Leave it at home. Yes. For me, it would be crazy to carry, you know, multiple lenses, but maybe people do that. I don't know. Yeah. And do you usually know? When you see photos, do you usually know visually the focal length of the lens that people is using when you see the photo? You are able to? No. Mostly, I mean, like if you get a short telly, you know, telephoto, yeah. so 50, the 85s, or 75, 85, 90s, you can see the compression, you can see the, the you know, the, 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 the field of view, you can yeah. see the, the compression on the people and the focus on the depth of field is such that you can kind of get a feel for the, the, the short tellies. I think it gets harder when you get wider, wider, wider. Uh, because you've got a huge depth of field and they might crop. So you might get a 25 crop to look like a 35. Um, okay. You know, so I think there, you, you know, I think short telly outwards is easier to tell because of the field of view is, is necessarily, uh, you know, more constrained and the, and the folk, you know, you get the, the, the effects of the depth of field and the compression in the lens, right? So you can tell. 
But when you get to kind of wides, you know, 25s, uh, 28s, they could just be cropped down to a 35 frame, so it's a little bit more difficult. And I mean, that's my, my view. So, Marcus, what do you want when you shoot? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I have – no, I, I, I do have, like, a little banging pad joint that I, like, put all my film in. I've gone out, actually, with a 50 and a 35 in case I ever wanted to shoot, like, a street portrait or something. Uh, I, I will bust out the 50, but I have been leaving at home mostly and just using the 35. I also shoot with a like a like a Instax camera that I'll bring out too. That's like my like uh, the sofa. It's like uh, this little joint right here. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's fine. Instant camera. Um, I like using that every once in a while if I come across like an interesting character or if I come across somebody who's like semi-famous for whatever they do. Um, so those are like my best, like my, the like M6 and the, that camera are like my go-to like everyday cameras whenever I go out and shoot. Um, and I'll put a 35 or a 28 on, leave everything else at home. That's pretty much it for me. It's real simple setup. If I go camping or something, I'll bring like a tripod and a, like a release, shuttle release cable and I'll, I'll try shooting some like long exposure type stuff but you know that's not something i do very often yeah but that's because he shoots film he doesn't have a digital or you may have a digital but you don't you shoot typically film m6 correct because diego i don't i don't know yeah i have it i don't have a digital camera right now that's great and then tony what about your backpack yeah i i uh for for my leica i only have a i only have a 35 millimeter one um and, but that's and that's because that's and that's what I purposely chose. I know that for a while that I've been in therapy, I'm I've always been uh, thirty five has always been my lens. I um I was shooting with uh, uh, Nikon. I still have my Nikon, and I have an eighty five millimeters on that one. And um, when I photograph weddings, I I'll, I'll bring it along. Um, I'll bring it along, and then I will like whenever I need to get closer. But like. I don't know, out of, uh, uh, and especially in like on a wedding day, let's say I, uh, out of all photographs, like it's like maybe like 95% of them are on the 35 millimeter on the, like, uh, uh, the 85, I only, I only use it just for to just, just a couple of photographs when I'm out of distance. Like if I'm photographing at a church or something. All, all the detail shots, right. You know, the, the prep yeah. detail shots, you can get the nice kind of focus throw, the, 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 the narrow yeah. field of view on the little detail shots, you know, it's yeah. yeah. But, but that's it. 35 is like, if I only had one lens the rest of my life, it would be the 35, I think. Yeah. All right. We got a, a new person who joined. Welcome James. Go ahead. Introduce yourself for Hello. the group. Hello, James. Hi. Hello everybody, uh, my name's James Moverley, uh, I live in the Forest of Dean in Gloucestershire in England. Uh, I'm street and documentary photographer, so hello all. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Morning. You got a, a neighbour, Don Stevio, there's over in London. Oh yeah, just down in London time. That's it, that's, that's, that's I mean, in, in terms of uh, country size, right, uh, we're probably not even out the state of California, right? In terms of our, our the size of our our country, right? So yeah, we're we're neighbors. 
Yeah, about, about <laughs> just over three hours, I guess. Three and a quarter hours from London we are here. So, yeah. pretty yeah. close. <laughs> That's normal. I was talking to James yesterday, and I was telling him how you have to drive two hours north to go two hours east to go an hour and a half south just to get on a motorway. And it, it just, the, the transportation system in England is just so fun to try to navigate. Yeah, but look, if you drive pretty much three hours anywhere, yeah. any distance, you're just going to fall off. You're going <laughs> to fall off the country, right? Whereas, you know, it's like, it's, it's, whereas you, you're, you're not out of state yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, oh, no, we're still, I mean, my, my cousins are out in uh, British Columbia. And that, and that just put the zap on my head. Oh, yeah. It just, it just put the zap on my head. It was like, you mean this is eight hours to drive from here? I mean, we'd just fall off the end of our country did that and we're not even out of state i mean i i just you know my brain it's like the 35 millimeter just <laughs> couldn't compute you know <laughs> you'll get it don the, the sorry don the, the images you have with the the where you drag the shutter is that with the 50 uh <laughs> well, no with the, the close-ups on the drag is the left uh that's that's a 25 oh really? and okay. Yeah, that's, that one's a 25. I'm a bit far out. I'm about a meter and a half out on that one. So the, that's why the guy's uh, little. But if you look at, um, let's say you go down to a bit further down, there's the, the kind of the emo kid and his, and his girlfriend and the guy with the glasses. Um, oh, yeah. And those, are, those again, they're, they're, I'm much closer in. And I'm, a, I'm a, you know, there I'm, I'm under a meter. Um, you know what I mean? I'm I'm very very close with with those. I'm I'm certainly under a meter, probably seventy centimeters out. Um, but with the, with the twenty with the twenty five, with the twenty five, and, and that's I think those two are first curtain sync, probably just under a second drag. Um, and with all of this, it's kind of just what you do after with the you know because often you you take yeah. a picture and then you forget about it. But but obviously when you're using your first curtain sync, you, you've got to remember what you're going to be doing with the camera after you've hit the button, which is kind of a bit of a, because obviously that then determines quite a lot of what the look looks like. Mm. Yeah. Because the camera's still open, if you like, you know what I mean? So you yeah. And then, so there's the first curtain sync with the, which kind of locks in, if you like, the, the eyes flash. But then what you then choose to do with the camera in terms of your movement afterwards determines quite, what will happen in terms of the, the look and feel of the overall photo, right? Um, but no, I vary quite often between first and uh, second curtain sync. Um, yeah. And yeah, then I, more I, recently, there was one... Hmm, sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, no I, I was just going to finish to say that, that, that there's the one with the girls with the umbrella. That's 25 also, but I'm, I'm kind of a little further out. Um, but if you... If, I do use 35. The one where the um, the ladies are all dressed in black, um, you know, from Saudi Arabia, and they're kind of doing this. That's the 35. Yeah. That's the 35. You know, so I do. I mean, I do shoot it, but it, it's just as a kind of a rule. I I don't I don't have that kind of that sense of it as, as well as I do the other lenses. Yeah. Yeah. So for James, before you came in, Don Stevie was asking us what. Yeah what focal length we prefer shooting with. So I know you got the Q and you're kind of stuck to 28. 
Uh, but I believe you have other film bo- or camera bodies. So if you don't mind, you can answer that question. Yeah. So the 28, I actually, I actually really like now. Now I've got used to it. Um, but I've got an M3, so I've got a 50. So when I, when I start using that after the Q2, it feels really sort of tight and compact, as you probably know. Um, and then I jump back on the Q2, and then it feels like, whoa, you know, I'm in Panavision. I've got the whole world in the, in the frame. So uh, it does take a little bit of getting used to jumping between the two. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want a 35. I'd love to get a 35 at some point and uh, get a bit closer if I'm using the uh, 50 as well. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I quite like the 28 for street photography anyway. Okay. And then also, uh, before you came in, Diego was asking, what do we go out and shoot with as far as do you go with multiple lenses, um, a backpack, any accessories on your photo walks? Uh, no, just one camera, one lens, you know, the usual, uh, maybe a spare battery, but un- unlikely, um, and maybe a roll of spare film, just one, one roll. So yeah, I don't shoot a lot, lot. I'm very sort of, um, particularly in what I shoot. So I don't fire off loads of pictures. So yeah, so it's nice and light. So I carry my camera everywhere. So it's easy for me because, if I'm going to shops, I'm just take my kit. I would be if I was going out and shooting for, you know, three or four hours. So keep it simple, as they say. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. And then, yeah, conversate amongst yourself. I'm just here for the, <laughs> the comments, eating popcorn. I had a question for uh, Stevie, but how do you like shooting with the external viewfinder? Like, I, I've never done that before. I feel like it would be kind of difficult or maybe you're just so used to it that it's not like an issue for you but I mean because I know the 20 is there 25 frame lines or would it just yeah that's 25 so this one I mean this is so just uh, as a rejoinder on that conversation I I, I generally take two cameras I don't do bags obviously I take a dress change because I want to be like Liz Taylor when I you know move between scenes um but no, I mean, I, I take, I generally take two cameras, one like the 50 and then the 25. And so I kind of have both ends of the, the spectrum, uh, covered, you know? Um, and then, and then in terms of the, the external viewfinder, I think, um, you know, for me, it's just, it's just framing. I mean, everything is framing, everything is framing. And, and, and so, um, you know, I just, I just, like on the first version mono, which is this, Obviously, there's no live view anyway, right? So you have to you have to kind of have that um, ability to see what you're going to get in the frame, right? Um, is it is it um, ideal? I mean, I think given the, the focal length, you know, you're going to have that big depth of field dialed in anyway. So if you're shooting flow or people on the sidewalk, then you know you're just doing that in framing. So that's that's not a problem. But I use it more for those kind of let's say the graphic shots, the broader scenes where I'm just framing up and I don't have live view. Um, but then what I've, I've found is even if I've got live view, I've just got so used to using it um, that, that it it helps, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just a beautiful, bright viewfinder. Um, the Zeiss, I mean, the Zeiss is, for me, I mean, I've gone gone through all of the, the optical views, uh, the Voilanders, the Leicas, um, and this is by far and away the best viewfinder. I mean, it's just bright light, and, and you get 
you get to see everything, you know. So, um, you know, so it's, it's it's necessary for obviously framing those those, those broader scenes uh, without live view. But I've just got used to it. Um, and then I think there was a question about this. This is a spirit level. So this is this is kind of pure old school live view. So that's the spirit level. So you kind of look through this, and then you kind of use your other eye to look through that to see, okay, how my level is. Right, and your little spirit bubble reflected up, and you can see the spirit bubble, and you can see, and you've got a little round circle, and you can see where the bubble is in that round circle. So, effectively, that's my level, and that's my um, my viewfinder. And so, it's okay if you're. I mean, it's not something you're going to use if you're, as you say, racing up on someone, and you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just not going to be. But for those more considered shots where I do the kind of, let's say, the graphics or whatever. I know that I don't waste the picture. And, and for me, you know, it's, it's more and more useful the, the kind of the, the older the camera I, I use. I mean, I've got an RD1, a little Epson 6.1 megapixels, and I've got one, one picture on Insta, which is one of my favorites, which is a kind of a, a wall, which is white, and there's sunset, and then there's people walking along, and then their, their shadows are projected onto that wall. And my proudest thing about that photo is that I haven't wasted one of those 6.1 megapixels because I've just, I've, I've, you know, sat there, leveled, looked through the, the viewfinder. And, and for me, that's, that's, that's what I've just got used to, you know? Um, and it's, yeah, it's just fun. And this, this, I just modified. I, I got an old M8, M9, um, uh, grip and then I drilled a hole and I, I got the, um, accessory, so it's just it's just really nice. I mean, this is just my uh, yeah, nice weapon. And this is good if you're going to get punched in the street. If you're doing flats, leave this on, and and it's sharp. So it's <laughs> yeah. Jab him in the throat with it. <laughs> Too close. No, I mean this, the guy, the big black guy that got me at the start of the pandemic. He had a real quick left hand. I mean, he just came through on me. Uh, real quick, but um, but yeah, I got his picture, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it was worth the punch. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Anything for the photo. So, questions for anybody, Diego? You got any questions for us? Yeah, I want to know the the Instagram of each of these persons to take their photos. Of course, you can put it on the chat. And I wanted to ask the the last man that entered the conversation. I don't know his name. His name uh, is James. He uses film. He said, "James, you use you use film." You said, "Do I?" Sorry, what was that? You use film, not digital camera. I use both. I use film I and use digital. Film. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I, my film, my digital camera, I have it set up like my film camera, so no display, fully manual. Usually shoot ISO 400 to match the Ilford film that I shoot. So I try and make it as film-like as I can, but with a digital camera. Okay. That's actually a really, that, sorry, Diego. That's a really good point because when, when I was walking around with Diego the other day, and he was and he was triangulating around, obviously his exposure triangle. And well, one thing that he had struggled with the, the day prior was he was fucking with all sides of his. Uh, a triangle at once and, and getting him, you know, and he, and he found it just a bit too much. But by kind of 
fixing the ISO at something that was reasonable for the given prevailing light, and then yeah. simply holding the size of the, 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 the correlations constant, and then using your uh, aperture to select the depth of field, pegging your shutter up at whatever it is, you know, 125th or 180th or whatever the prevailing light will allow, it, it, it kind of was quite liberating, right? Because all of a sudden, just as you said, it's like putting the film in the camera, forgetting yeah. about that. And then you've just got those two sides of the triangle to, to, to um, triangulate around. Yeah, because what I tend to do is, because I shoot Sony 16 on my M3, I tend mm. to kind of do that on my Q2 now. Um, yeah, but obviously, yeah. I, I can adjust the aperture, and I, I will tweak the shutter to compensate if I do want a particular aperture. But it is yeah. really sort of liberated in not having the light meter in the M3, because you know, you're constantly thinking about light, but it's nice that I've been able to just transfer it back to the to the Q2, which is obviously quite a modern camera. But it, it just makes it easier jumping between the cameras. You haven't got to think too much about settings, and you can just get on and focus on the pictures and stuff. Spend the rest of your life framing, right? Which is which is what what yeah. I'm doing, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> James, what is your preference? Do you do you like shooting film or do you like shooting digital more? Um, the experience I love the experience of film you know I'm very hands on I like the tactile feel of film of you know feel of putting film in the camera and change everything but then sometimes it's nice to get a digital because you can go home and you've got the images a lot quicker um, I don't tend to do a lot of editing just really darkroom stuff so it's just exposure stuff so again it's trying to keep it all consistent really as, as much as I can and I did actually take a photo uh, of some woods with both cameras, and I tried to get them as similar looking as possible. And you can get pretty close. You can get pretty close. So maybe moving forward, I'll spend more time trying to make my digital pictures look more filmic. I don't know. See how it goes, really. I'm sorry, James. Your, your film camera is at M3? Yes, a 57 M3, yeah. Good. So it doesn't. So I I I've been wanting to get a like a film camera, but um, so I have a, a like a digital camera. It's, and I, I don't know if anyone else knows how this would work. Can, and I know since M three doesn't have a light meter, can I? Yeah. If I'm carrying both cameras, will reading the light meter off of the the M ten would that work? Uh, would that translate pretty much the same? Like if I'm shooting on the M three, like if it tells me that uh, this, I don't know that I would have to be like a if I figure out exactly on, on the on the on time what I need to do, like where my ISO or where my F stop stop does it translate to film and, and to the M three? Um do you know? They they say it does. You can use it. But my experience is when I look through the EVF on the Q two, it just doesn't seem the same, you know, because obviously yeah. I use I'll set the M three how I want it and then I, if I set my Q two to it Sometimes in the EVF, it doesn't look quite right. But it's that kind of leap of faith I find using the M3. I just find it easier not to use the Q2. I mean, I barely take the cameras out together anyway. But I find it's just a leap of faith. Sunny 16, you know, I live in Britain, which is dull, you know, a lot of the time. So you kind of tweak it. So I usually start at about F5.6, 5.8. And if the sun comes out, great. But it is, like I say, a leap of faith. The more you play with it and you develop the film, you think, well, actually, that, that's okay. You know, you, you do a lot of panicking, 
Um, I know that I was a bit worried about not having a light meter. You know, I wanted an M6, but this M3 I managed to buy off Leica themselves, fully refurbed, and it was just too good a camera not to get. So I bit the bullet, and I don't regret it at all, you know. I mean, I, I used to have an M2 uh, when I had an M9, and the answer, the quick answer is yes in terms of the light meter. Right? I mean, I could read the meter on the M9, and shoot the M2, and my film wasn't completely screwed at the spine, right? I mean, it's just it just becomes a very expensive light meter. Your or your M10 would be a an expensive light meter, right? But um, yeah, the meters are good. Um, but yeah, perfect. Yeah, guys, it's really, really, really sunny. Yeah, yeah. You're polishing your your camera, um, so we know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's that's not London. Normally, that that concrete colour is also in the sky, right? <laughs> that, is, that is not a normal London colour. It's normally this kind of this, this road colour is also everything else up here. So, um, guys, I want to go and shoot. Um, go for get it. after it. So, yeah. Uh, oh, let me get I, it. I got a filter on mine, but recently. Okinawa has been in kind of like a rainy season, but today is kind of similar with, well, it's kind of super blown out, but the same, blue skies today. It's blue sky day. Who else has blue skies? I got a black sky. It's midnight for me, so. Uh, No worries. 2.30 for me. Okay. Well, I I guess, I mean, this was a good chat. We can end it unless anybody else wants to keep Keep talking. I don't mind. Uh, I'm going to hit the hay, I think. But it was good chatting with all y'all. Have fun shooting. Really good chat. Let's connect online. Look forward to talking to you all in the future. Definitely. Cool. And thanks for the advice on the 35, guys. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No worries. Yeah. Good to meet you all. And hopefully speak to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. Right. With you, guys. Was right. All right. Cool. All right. It's just four of us. Uh, we could keep going, or if any, I know you're at work, James. So uh, you're kind of yeah. I'm having my uh, breakfast at the moment, so this is my breakfast break. <laughs> so uh, I, I will have to go to that. Okay. No worries. Uh, yeah, we can just end it here, and we can do another podcast another a later date. Yeah. Sounds that would be great. Cool. Okay, sure. It was really nice to talk to you guys. Yeah. There yep. you go. I, I, learned, I, I have to meet him. Yeah. I have to meet you guys. Yeah, nice. keep shooting. You'll get better, you, Diego, I, I promise. And keep in touch yeah, with I, us. I, I, hope, I hope so. Yeah, if yeah. I have any, any problem, any question, I would write any of you. Mm-hmm. Without thinking about it. Okay? Yep. Hey, guys. Nice to meet you. All right. Thank you. Have have you take care. All right. They were all sick. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Ricky, for hosting it. Oh, no worries. Thank you for. Um, and, 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 uh, we're going to talk about NFTs next time, right? <laughs> <laughs> NFT, the, the digital files. I, I've been trying to do it. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I haven't researched more into it, but. I, I don't know anything about it, but every, every like, uh, every, uh, I, I sometimes go on the Twitter spaces because they, talk about photography or it'll take photography 
and it all turns about uh, uh, ends up being about NFTs. <laughs> Yeah. So, so all I know about NFT is the the monkey, the monkey cartoons. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, I see it everywhere. The little emoji kind of thing. Yeah. 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 James, I'll, you got I'll, any I'll NFTs? send you the photo I picked out of the group. Yeah, okay. Sounds James, good. Oh. Got any NFTs, James? Nah, not interested really. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it, but supposedly that's the new the new uh, financial thing going on. Yeah, I, I like my arts in my hands, <laughs> you know, on the wall, not on a, on a computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, all right, fellas. Uh, once again, thank you. I appreciate everybody joining. And we will definitely link up and I'll organize an, another large scale group chat in the future. I'm going to be gone for about two weeks. So... Yeah, no group chats for about two weeks. I'll be in Tokyo and doing some other travels. So, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Like a Street Photography nice. Collective. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.